Hello. This is Harry Enton, and you're listening to another episode of The Forecast with Harry Enton. And if you're not asleep by this point, ladies and gentlemen, boy, we've got a heck of a show for you. Last week, of course, we spoke about the rising tide of Elizabeth Warren in the Democratic primary. This week, we're going to take a little step back and we're going to talk about the front runner, Joe Biden, and where exactly he stands and what exactly his standing means going forward in this Democratic primary process by looking at it through a historical lens. Well, in case you have been under a rock over the last six months, you, of course, know that Joe Biden entered the Democratic race with about 30 percent in the national polls. And after a bump following his announcement, he's come back to earth. During the month of June, he's averaged approximately 31 percent in the national polls, which is still well ahead of his nearest Democratic competitors, including Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, who are getting between approximately 10 percent and 15 percent of the Democratic primary vote nationally. So what does it mean when someone's averaging 31 percent in the national primary polls the June before the primary season begins? Well, we can go back in history and we can look at every open nomination process, that is, when an incumbent wasn't running for a party's nomination since 1972. And what do we find? We find that the median candidate, the median front runner, had in the national primary polls, get this, folks, 31 percent. That is Joe Biden is right on the median. Half got more than 31 percent, the front runners in the primary polls, the June before the primary, and half got below. And it turns out that this 31 percent is actually a pretty good dividing line in another way. Because take a look at those candidates who were earning less than 31 percent on average in the primary polls the June before the primary season began. How many of them actually went on to win the nomination? Just one out of eight. Just one out of eight. That one exception was Mitt Romney back in 2012. He was averaging 23% in the primary polls the June before the primary began. But overall, a pretty poor record for those who were less than the median. How about those who had greater than the median in the primary polls the June before the primary season began? Well, it turns out that we see the exact reverse pattern. Seven out of eight candidates who were earning 31% or more in the primary polls the June before the primary actually went on to win the nomination. The one exception, notable. It was Hillary Clinton back in 2008. She was averaging in the high 30s. And of course, she went on to lose the nomination to Barack Obama. Of course, it should be pointed out that that was one of the closest nomination fights of all time. So generally speaking, if you're above 31% in the national primary polls the June before the primary season, you go on to win the nomination. If you're below it, you end up most likely going to lose that nomination fight. Of course, Joe Biden's right in the middle. And that's something that I would just stress over and over again, is that Joe Biden is kind of this in-between case. It's not really clear whether or not he's going to go on to win the nomination. Take, for instance, someone that I've heard some people compare Joe Biden to in recent weeks, Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani, of course, ran for the Republican nomination in 2008 and at the beginning of the primary process was basically skating by due to his reputation following the 9-11 attacks in New York City. Giuliani, of course, went on to lose. He, at this particular point, was averaging in the high 20s in the primary polls the June before the primary. So right around Joe Biden's 31 percent. But there's a key difference between Giuliani and Biden. Biden's not just winning the national primary polls. Take a look at the state of Iowa. Of course, they have the first in the nation contest. The caucus is out there. What do we see? We see Joe Biden ahead in those. What about the New Hampshire primary polls, the first primary in, in the nation? What do we see? We see Joe Biden ahead there. South Carolina, The second in the nation primary, what do we see? Joe Biden ahead there. What about endorsements? This is something that I haven't spoken too much about, but of course the general idea being that if you have more endorsement from party officials, you tend to do better. What do we see? We see Joe Biden having the most endorsements so far when we weight them appropriately with governors getting the highest weight 
at 10 points, senators getting the next highest weight at five points, and representatives from the House getting one point. We see Joe Biden in the lead in the endorsement contest as well. Indeed, I went back and I looked, what happens? What happens when someone leads in endorsements, leads in the Iowa polls, leads in the New Hampshire polls, and leads nationally? Well, it turns out that in open nomination processes since 1980, that's as far back as the endorsement data goes. What do we see? We see at this particular point that in every single case where a candidate led in all those categories, they went on to win the nomination. That, of course, includes Mitt Romney, who we mentioned earlier. But again, Take another step back. What do we see when we look across those different measures? What we don't see is Joe Biden leading overwhelmingly in any of those metrics. He has a small lead in Iowa, less than 10 points. In New Hampshire, it's a little greater. It's around, let's say, 10 to 15 points. South Carolina, he does hold a big lead, but endorsements, he doesn't hold a large edge. In fact, of the possible endorsement points, again, that weighting system, one for House of Representative endorsements, five for senators, and 10 for governors, he only has about 8% of the possible endorsement points so far. In other words, 92% of the party isn't actually endorsing him at this particular point, meaning there's a real shot of another candidate coming up and stealing Joe Biden's thunder. When you put it all together, what you generally see is what I think a lot of us feel, right? And that is that Joe Biden clearly has the best shot of winning the Democratic nomination process over all the other candidates, but it's not an overwhelming edge. It's not as bad as, say, Rudy Giuliani was in 2008, who really wasn't leading in Iowa, New Hampshire, or in the endorsement primary. But it's, say, not as strong as Hillary Clinton, who was leading in all those at this particular point and was generally getting 50 percent or greater in all those categories. So Biden's this in-between case, and that means, well, it means, folks, that there's still a lot of mystery to go in this primary season, and you're just going to have to stay tuned and see what happens. Because I know I'm going to stay tuned, because as the forecaster, if I don't know what's going to happen, my guess is you probably don't know what's going to happen. Although maybe one of you is trying to steal my title. If you want to steal my title, give my producer a call. I'm sure she'll take it. I'm just kidding, folks. I'm just kidding. Well, that's it, folks. That's all the time we have for this week. But I do have a piece of good news for the nerds out there. The Democratic debates begin next week. Night one, of course, features Elizabeth Warren and a bunch of other people who are about 2% or less in the polls. But night two has Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, Pete Buttigieg, and Kamala Harris. We'll discuss those next week on The Forecast. But until then, it would be so great if you decided to subscribe to this podcast on Google Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Apple Podcasts. Perhaps you could even leave a comment. We like those nice comments, of course, so that other people can find the podcast. And if you want other people to find the podcast, leave a five-star rating. That's the easiest way to help us up in the ratings and help other people discover this show. Shalom, folks. Be well. We'll see you next time on The Forecast with Harry Anton. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.